Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Welcome back to the On On podcast with Rail Jerker. We're continuing our discussion here in part two with Rail Jerker from Dhaka, Bangladesh. Let's talk about Goa and your role in Interhash. Goa, Interhash was also unique in many ways. Start with the committee. Uh, firstly, there was no hash in Goa. There was no hash chapter in Goa, but we had the Interhash there. The committee consisted of a couple of people from India, from Hyderabad, like uh, TNT and Oblix, who did a lot of work. And mm-hmm. the others were from all over the world. And somehow, DJ included me also. So I was also in the committees. What was your role? My responsibility was medical and safety. I'm not a doctor, but anyway, <laughs> so medical and doctor. I, I spent a few weeks there, you see, earlier, and a couple of times I had to go there. I contacted all the big hospitals there, told them that we are having a day in case uh, there is any case. I established contact with them. On the venue, I had a, a medical room with a doctor full time all the t- uh, during the event. You see, in Goa, the ambulances are kept in, the public ambulances are kept in the police stations. So I had to contact all the police stations and tell them that afternoon, so and such time, please keep it standby because we are having this. Did anything happen? Did you need any ambulances? Was anyone hurt during the Goa interhash? No. We had the uh, arrangements for that. We had uh, the Coast Guard. The, the Goa government provided a lot of help. The Coast Guard agreed to give us a pickup a helicopter. If we informed the, 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 the nearest police station, they would send a wireless message and the helicopter would come and pick up some injured person from in any inaccessible places. Now, our chief here was uh, Lofty from Perth. Now, he asked me, because I'm also in charge of safety, he asked me, did you get me some flares? Now, what is flares? I never knew. I, I never heard of flares or what it is. Anyway, I uh, did find some flares in North Goa. This, uh, our venue was in South Goa. I uh, found them in North Goa with a dealer. These flares, I understand, are used by ships in distress so that uh, they uh, shoot these flares and uh, rescue can come. So these are from the explosives that are involved. In. So now our Goa interhash was one year after 9-11. Right. Nine months after the parliament bombing in Delhi. So uh, there was a, a security issue, you see. And quite a few people didn't turn up. Quite a, in fact, a, last, a large number didn't turn up. Right. Also in everybody's mind. So I found these flares from a dealer. And he happened to be a Muslim. And I'm a Muslim also. So I picked up these things. And at night... Uh, with the boot full of these explosives, I drove from North Goa to South Goa. <laughs> I did not have any papers with me. I did not have my passport with me. So if I was caught in any of these checkposts, I'd have had some explaining to do. <laughs> but fortunately, as you asked, we, we didn't have any incident. Okay. Uh, we didn't have any major incident. We had plenty of beer, by the way. Uh, Digit is... Uh, well, Whole thing he did himself. You see. I mean, as you say, as I said, the committees were all over the world. We only com- did uh, consultation by email. So uh, he uh, actually the first idea came to him and and uh, White Trash. White Trash was working in Mumbai in the uh, British consulate there. Mm-hmm. So they went and met the governor of Goa and said, "We want to hold this," and they got him to agree to allow it and to provide support. So he went and met the owner of uh, Kingfisher. 
I know somebody I want to talk to you about who was on your first, the, that first train ride, that, the first train rail jerk, drain oil. How well did you know drain oil? Oh, drain oil is my bosom friend. Nice. You probably hash with drain oil in a lot of places. Oh, many, many times, yes. In Malaysia, whenever I go, I travel in other places. Oh, we had, <laughs> talking about train journey, we we did a journey. Drain oil said that I want to come to Dhaka. And go, uh, the, the event was the Spanish or Nashash or something like that mm -hmm. in Vizagapatnam. It's a port in uh, eastern part of India. Uh, that's the main city. But the event was in upcountry, in the hills. Mm -hmm. This was organized by the Madras Hash. Now, as I, I don't know, I said the Madras Hash do have done very good events. And the main person is Vinod uh, Reddy. Vinod said that uh, I will uh, come to Dhaka, do a run here with me, and then we'll travel to that place, Vizagapatnam. We came to Dhaka, he did a run, and we went to Silet, we crossed the border. We went to Shillong, which is a hill station in, in and Shillong is the place where I had done the Indo Bangladesh also, you see. It's a hill station about five thousand feet high. So we stayed there. Now this event was in December or January, December. Now we, we cannot buy train tickets, Indian train tickets in from Dhaka. In those days this internet also was not there so much. So and I go to Shillong quite often. So in September, I had, and you can buy only three months in advance. So I, in September, I happened to be in Shillong, and I bought two train tickets from Calcutta to Vizagapatnam for Reno and myself. I filled up the form, and I gave it to the counter, and they gave it to me. I had to show my pass over. Uh, we are on uh, foreigner's quota, because seats are not available. Usually. But three months, uh, three months earlier, normally it would be available anyway. So I showed him the, or oh, he said seats are not available. So I showed him, I said, it's foreigner's quota. He said, okay. So he gave me the ticket, and I kept it in my bag. So finally, when we went to uh, Calcutta to board the train, they usually put up the second class AC uh, names, the reserved names on the On the outside. Yeah. On the outside, yeah, on the outside. So we went, our names are not there. Uh -oh. So we asked the, con the conductor, uh, who had also the list in his hand, I said, how come? He said, no, your names are not there. So I showed him the ticket. He said, this ticket is for the 3rd of September, no, not December. Oh, no. <laughs> So what you have to do, you have to buy a new ticket. You buy, a, but there is no seats available, no berths available, you see. But you buy a, a sitting or third class ticket and get on the plane and, and I'll see what they can do on the way. So I went and bought two third class tickets. So he got into the, uh, he took us inside and he put us in the cloakroom where they keep all the bed sheets and other things and locked, <laughs> locked, it, locked, it, locked it from outside. <laughs> you were locked in with the luggage. With the luggage. <laughs> no, for some time. And yeah. he went doing his work, you know, checking the tickets and allocating before the train starts. Or, uh, and then at a certain stage, he said, uh, he came and opened the door. He said, in next station, then the next one, there's somebody getting off. So you can get this thing. Uh, or two people are getting off. But you will not be together. I said, never mind. We are together so long as we get birthed. So we got birthed. <laughs> <laughs> so you put you got drain oil locked into a closet. Okay, that's great. Yeah. That's a great story. Who else from uh, some of the people from Mother Hash? You mentioned how Mother Hash has many people who don't 
hash outside. They hash only. No, no, no. I'm, I talk about DACA hash. We're doing outside. Yeah, but you talked about um, the hashers I, got Malaysian hashers to start hashing. Yeah, yeah, Malaysian hash. But I didn't do many. Uh, I hardly did any uh, mother hash because it's all men. Yep. And they have tough runs, tough runs. So I never uh, did a run. Uh, one, maybe one or two celebratory run. I did. I did yeah. the seventy-fifth anniversary or something. Dennis who was there. Dennis. Yeah, I talked to Dennis last week. He's actually going to be on the podcast in about uh, in about a week. I have two interviews with Dennis. Yeah. So Dennis was the uh, was in the I met him in '88 for the Golden Jubilee. He was with, the on sack. I, I, I have a photo with the horse, my wife, and Dennis. Uh, I lost the photo. Yeah, Dennis was the on sack that year, I think. Yeah. In Malacca, they have. Oh, Malaysia, they have good uh, organizers. We have uh, Hardy Boy. Yeah. Hardy, Hardy Boy arranges uh, events, not only in uh, Malaysia, but other places, India, then in South, South, South uh, Korea, all these places. He's a great organizer. Then we have Rooster. She's uh, Lakshmi. She's also great. She, she organizes trips to India. I mean, these Malaysians, they need somebody to buy the tickets for them and do the organizing, you see. And Norway, I mean, in the hotels and transport, and say, unless you know, you can't do it. So she's expert on this. So she makes, brings groups of Malaysians to India for, mm. the for trekking, for trekking. And so Lakshmi is also in, in East Malaysia. Your other roles that you did, were you ever involved in running circles? Have you been uh, in charge of circles uh, over the years? Uh, not very much. I'm not very good at <laughs> it. Yeah. And when you retired and you moved to Dhaka, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you keep writing the hash trashes? Uh, they don't have this thing. So I... Ah, okay. So, but uh, there, there, there's another unusual uh, events in Dhaka. I think there were four of them. These are called the brothel runs. Okay. okay. Now, there are four or five of them. And I attended a couple of them coming from Chittagong to a, a join. And this was a guy called uh, Coco Loco. That's his hash name. He's a great runner. He has had a bypass, but still he runs. He organized these uh, lots of runs. These were, in fact, traveling from Dhaka by bus about 20 kilometers, another twin city, which is called Narangan. And they have a sort of red light district there, you see. So we go there, we run, we climb up the stairs, we go to the roof. We have a beer stop there with all these ladies around. This sort of thing we have we had done three, four times here. And a special hair shirt, a t-shirt made. At that time, t-shirts also could not be made even in Dhaka. So he had them made from Hong Kong. Wow. Dhaka hash has had very uh, great uh, hashes. And even the t-shirts were very well known. We had one guy working in the high commission here. He was a good artist, you know. So he used to make some naughty designs. And these were very popular in uh, interhashes, you know, Dhaka t-shirts were in great demand. Just take a quick review of how things changed over the years. You said when you started, there were only a handful of locals. It was all expats. Did that change over the years? Fortunately not. It didn't change much. At the moment in the Dhaka men's hash, we have so many expats left, you see, because of, so because of that, Chitagongs were such a great place, such a great hash. This guy, Motormouth, whose wife was the artist, I think, he kept it going. He was, he, from the beginning, he was there. He was like a sort of anchor for mm -hmm. that. But when expatriates disappeared, he hashed died. Even I, I had a house in, I had built a house, small house, very nice house in 
small one of the night garden and all in Dhaka, in Chittagong, on, on the top of the hill. I used to stay in the company provided accommodation. So I used to rent it out to expatriates only. So uh, I never had to write a two-left sign outside because one expatriate would give it to the people would be waiting to, uh, they can. When all the expatriates left and I came to Dhaka, I sold that house. But still now it's running, uh, Dhaka hashes are running well. Even during the uh, pandemic, they did it uh, in various ways, you know. Mm-hmm. They laid the trail, somebody laid the trail, and you'd run singly or, and, and take pictures of some landmark so that, uh, to, to, re- to, to register that you have run that uh, and you're counted. And in the evening, they would have, I didn't join this, they, they would have virtual circles. So they kept it going Except for a couple of weeks. They didn't run, otherwise, it's been going on. And were you able to attend the, you mentioned all inner hashes up through about Chiang Mai. Were you able to keep attending inner hashes after that? No, I'm not an interhashman, you see. I, I don't enjoy really interhashes for two reasons. Well, I did Chiang Mai, I did Jogjakarta, I did Kuching, I did KL, I did Goa. That's, that's quite a few. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never miss a Nashash in India, I never miss a um, Nashash in Malaysia, but interhash, I think it's too big and too many people. I, if you meet somebody, you see, acquaintance. It's unlikely that we'll meet him again during the weekend. (laughs) And also distance, you know, Cardiff and uh, Brussels and Mombasa, these are expensive places to travel to. There is interest in a bid to do another interhash in Goa. Uh, I I have to speak on interhash, you see. I have my own ideas. Yeah, what do you think? uh, I think that there was a lot of discussion in a few years back about uh, the future of interhash. I want to read out a small paragraph which I had contributed to the Asia-Pacific area. I'd like to read it out. Great. The heading is the future of interhash, guest editorial. And the third paragraph, I said, may I offer a suggestion which may sound weird and is likely to be met with disdain from traditionalists. But having expressed it, I shall sleep better tonight. How about letting individual chapters or group of chapters, or for that matter, an individual or groups of hashes organize as many interhashes as they like in as many places and in as many time of the year that they consider would attract hashes. Competition and not monopoly as at present should bring out the best and offer hashes the choice to select the event which that would appear to comply with the issues mentioned above. Well, there had been issues about interhash, you see, mm-hmm. and also the Spanish hashes issues, as you must be knowing this. So they tried various ways how to regulate. I mean, at the moment, I think there is an interhash council. It sure is, yeah. Uh, the, the, the council can provide guidance. They cannot really regulate, and they should not regulate. Uh, in hash chapters should be, if they take the responsibility, they have to do it. Now, another thing is that this elections. When I met you in Kuching, I think, I, I think the election was rigged. I yeah, I can tell you one thing. The ballot box was out in the open and there were just piles of ballots that anyone could grab. Yeah. But maybe I was, uh, unknowingly, I was a part of it. You see what happened two days earlier, somebody, I won't name him, uh, because they had given a coupon which you could have to drop in the box. And they gave the coupon earlier, as soon as you registered, it was in your hand. That was the ballot paper. So somebody local, he asked me, he wanted to borrow my ballot paper. Now, I didn't realize what it was. They didn't realize that they took it and overnight they printed copies. <laughs> yeah, we just photocopied it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there were so many things, you see. 
So there have been alternate events which were not called uh, interhack, but they were great events, and they were because of rejection in the election or whatever the reason. You had Brussels, they didn't call it interhack. You had Mombasa, they didn't mm-hmm. call it interhack. It's also in Panasia. KL, the Royal Selangor Club was lost the election in uh, Bandung. It, it was awarded to Phuket. It was awarded to a Malaysian chapter. Mm-hmm. And they said, we'll hold it in Phuket. Right. That was a big mess. Oh, right. That was a disaster. Right. We've had a storied history of some big mess ups. Yeah. 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 I tell you on that and in the Phuket, there also I went with my wife. And and the first day we were having breakfast and Murugan, who was the chief heir, Murugan, whom I mentioned earlier, was the chairman of the uh, national city, was the chief heir there. So I said, uh, as having breakfast, I I asked him about the, about the trails which we were supposed to go after the he said, don't go. There are no trails. Wow. There are no trails. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't go. <laughs> the wow. chief said, telling me that. And I, then I heard the story of the message. It's expensive for people to go uh, to far off places, you see. And then there is the question of visa. It's not easy to get a visa to Brussels or anything like for Asian. So I said that why not uh, have uh, more interhashes, more interhashes and let people choose. If I know that Raw is holding one in Toronto, and if I have a good impression about you, which I have, by the way, <laughs> then I will attend your I'll attend your event. I think it will be well well done. But if another guy does it somewhere else, and I don't think very highly of him, I wouldn't do it. So he will not get the customer. You see, mm-hmm. and also so this interhash term should not be monopolized that way. You see, let it be let it be used freely. So we had the idea of holding a South Asia interhash. Ah, mm-hmm. So South Asia interhash, that was bip uh, bip from Madras hash. I was there, people were there in Colombo also who supported this. So we had one South Asia interhash, interhash in, arranged by Madras hash in uh, Kodaikanab, which is a hill station. And next time we had a South Asian interhash in Colombo. So we had these two events, but we could not continue the series. What years for that was, did they happen? That was in 2008 or nine. That was when this controversy was going on about the uh, future of interaction. Right. Yeah. You've had a long 35, 36-year career with the hash. You've seen changes. You've seen the issues come and go with interhashing. What do you think about the future of the hash? Long after we're gone, do you think the hash will be going on forever? I think that we should get younger people. Average age is quite high. And people like me contributing to it, you see. We should get younger people. You know, I've been hashing for so long, and my family is so much younger. I mean, they know about hashing. But three of my children never joined the hash. Ah. Never joined the hash. There were children in the children hash, but they didn't have their friends there of the same age. So they never went. And then they were busy with their exams and, and studies. And then they went abroad also so to study. So they never, they never joined. Mm-hmm. But I think we should encourage younger people. And the way to encourage them is to involve them in more activities, like laying the trail, being the committee. I mean, it should not, it should not be, the, the GM position should not be monopolized for too long. It should, it should rotate so that people uh, can uh, participate, you see. Mm-hmm. Then they they feel they are part of it. But if it's all, all the time the same old people running the thing, and we are just foot uh, foot soldiers, 
that doesn't interest young people. So we, yeah. should have, we should have more of younger people and get them involved. That is what I think. Mm-hmm. We should have more chapters. Malaysia, in the KL area, a greater KL area, what they call the Klang Valley. I think they have something like 40 to 60 chapters. Yeah, tens of thousands of hashes. Tens of thousands. And many of them, because they, they want to be a GM all that. So let them be a GM and so what's wrong with you so long as there is a... I have been to a chapter where there was no beer. Yeah. That was the Salama hash in Kedah, I think, which is the mother hash of Murugan. Now Murugan, as I said, he was a great hasher. He was, he was, he was about to be in the plantation. So he was in Ipo earlier, uh-huh. the house in Ipo. But then he got a job in Muara, I think, Malacca, quite far south. Every weekend, every Friday weekend, he would drive all the way to Ipo to his home. Uh-huh. And then, and then travel another 50, 60, 100 kilometers to Salama, which is in the plantation. Joined the run. That was a small. I I joined him once in Ipoh and joined, joined, I went with him to Salama. It was about 15, 20 people. You see, all planters, plantation people, hmm. and they didn't have. Uh, they, they, there was no beer. They had uh, lemonade or juice or something like that afterwards. But it uh, was quite active. We, they were doing it regularly. Yeah. So you have good records. Uh- how many hash trails have you been on in your whole life? What's your oh, guess? I, yeah, when I did my 100 times hair, that was in 1999. After that, I slowed down. Mm. And I haven't done too many after that. But I have record of all my co-hairs. It is now about 165. So mm-hmm. Total runs will be over 1,000. My I, I crossed the 1,000 in 2006. After that, I slowed down. <laughs> I'm not added too much. Maybe 1,200, 1,300, something like that. Yeah. I know another DACA hasher I met with Phantom and Shadow in Florida. There was a guy, Sharif, a t-shirt guy. Do you know him? Yeah, Sharif is the one who used to make the t-shirts and take them to the interhash. And he made uh, sarongs also. Yeah. And other items, caps and things like that. He's a, he, he was also in the uh, Phantom in, what's the place called? Near Florida, in the vil- oh, near yeah, the villages. Right, yeah, Florida. near, near yeah, Orlando. Yeah. yeah. I went down there. I hashed with them in Florida. and oh, Yeah, there. yeah. 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 Sharif is a music man or something, his name is. Yeah. Ringmaster. Ringma- Ringmaster, yes. Ringmaster. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I haven't seen him for a couple uh, of years. He's, but... one of the, he's one of the great uh, veterans of Dhaka. Is the RA always right? Well, the RA has to be right because <laughs> it's part of the game. It's part of the game. But some of them are more racist and partial than others. But it's fun. Yeah. I want to thank Rail Jerker for coming on the podcast today to tell his stories of hashing on trains and hashing all over Asia. This is the On On Podcast. Hash your voices, hash your stories, hash your history. New episodes every week. Till next time, On On, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the hash anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet.